0: Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, January 14th, 2022. Still got to get used to saying 2022. And this is broadcast number 33 of our show 2.2, 2.2, 2, if you will. This is Season 2, Episode 2. I hope you listened to last week's program because it was it's kind of important to, uh, well, they're all important. It's important to the understanding of, of today's broadcast. I, I will do a, a quick synopsis uh, before I move into the, uh, the meat of today's program. I, I know that's that's one of the usual problems on this show, is that I spend so much time on, on the backstory, and so, like, well, here's what you've missed in the last 30 episodes, and then I realize I only have, like, three minutes to actually talk about the, um, the current topic. So, I mean, the, the current topic is, uh, one, whatever I feel like talking about, and then, two, it, there is sort of a, a multi-episode arc going on here to start Season 2. And uh, we started last week, actually started uh, a couple weeks ago, when it was New Year's Eve. And I said, well, I've had some interesting New Year's Eves in my life. Most famously, the New Year's Eve of 2005 into 2006. And what I talked about last week was how that particular episode in my life came about. If you know the O'Connell story, that's the interesting one, 2005 into 2006. At the end of last week's program, I said that... being able to write the, what I had planned to be the response to Barbara Ehrenreich's nickel-and-dimed took some planning. One, it involved escaping from regular society for several months, what ended up being several months. And uh, it, it went back to actually 2001. I'd I read this book, Nickel and Dime, in which a well-known author poses as an impoverished person, writes a book about her experiences. And I thought, well, that's not really what uh, impoverished people do. They, they don't try to write a book about how their life is difficult. Yeah, their life might be difficult, but they're trying to make it better. And I wanted to write a book about... Um, trying to succeed. I thought that would be, uh, if nothing else, a more uh, more positive response and a a more realistic response of how people actually operate. And from 2001 when I first got this idea until 2005 when I actually did it, I told very few people about my plan because I didn't want anyone else to steal my idea. I always had this worry that if I told people about the idea or advertised my journey in any way, someone else was going to steal my idea and, uh, you know, it's going to be like the, the second person to walk on the moon or like the, the second person to scale Mount Everest, like the second person to, to sail across the ocean blue. No one's going to remember that person, right? I, you want to be first. And uh, so that's why I kind of kept it quiet. Now, In 2005, fall of 2005, several things going on in my life. One, that uh, I was finishing up my master's degree at Binghamton University. I was also running for Binghamton City Council, a seat on Binghamton City Council, and helping out a friend of mine run for mayor of Binghamton. Now, neither one of those elections turned out as I had planned. Neither one of us won. Uh, But it did free me up uh, for undertaking this other journey. I knew I was having one good thing happen or another. Either uh, I or a friend of mine was going to be in government, and well, that would give me something to do for the next four years, or I was going to ha- uh, be able to undertake this uh, book writing journey. And it, uh, it began on New Year's Eve, 2005. My band, one of my group's, at the time. There were really only two bands, right? My, pe- my bands and other people's bands. This is one of my bands. My quartet, my jazz quartet, was playing in a club that no longer exists in Binghamton. It was called On Cue, like O-N space the letter Q, which I thought was a, a clever title, almost as clever as my own title of when I recorded a live album there called Live and On Cue. Like live in on cue or live and on cue, which I thought was very clever. That club closed within a year of my playing there, New Year's Eve two thousand five. So, as a matter of fact, it was the only New Year's Eve ever celebrated at on cue. That was Michael Colla Quartet, December thirty first two thousand five, and it was a Saturday night. And uh, that evening, I had my, uh, my jazz quartet, and I um, also had a friend of mine uh, sitting in on, uh, on guitars. So we actually had um, five people involved, um, never, never more than four at a time, hence the quartet. And uh, we played from 9 to 1 that evening, and uh, the plan was to take the money I made that day to start out my new adventure. I can't remember uh, how much money Barbara Ehrenreich, in writing her book, gave herself to start. I remember it being way too much. Like, I could easily look this up. But she either gave herself $1,000 or a couple thousand dollars, and I remember thinking to myself, like, well, geez, just just take that. Don't worry about getting a job. Just, just take that money. You could live on that for a month. Just live someplace cheap. Uh, I just wanted to take the money I made that one day and then deposit myself somewhere else in the world and start a new life. That was the plan. And uh, it was going to start right after our gig. Like, I brought my stuff home, and then uh, after, uh, you know, hanging out with my friends a little bit, I didn't really feel like going to bed, Uh, talked to my friends for a little bit until about uh, daybreak or so, hanging out at what was known as uh, the Vanguard Mansion said goodbye to my friends, locked the door to my house, and uh, walked down to the bus station. I had the clothes I was wearing that day. I was still wearing, like, what I wore to the gig. I had a black suit and a blue tie, I remember it. And uh, and a a trench coat. That's what I wore down to the bus station. And the the cash, cash I had on me that, that I'd made that day. I took a driver's license... And that was it. That's what I took with me. Walked down to the bus station. This was about uh, 5 or 6 in the morning. And it was at that point that I realized, um, well, the the buses don't run at that hour. It was was like 8 or 9 o'clock before they actually had any buses running anywhere. So I got to cool my heels at, at the bus station for a while, downtown Binghamton. Back then, it was just Greyhound. Uh, now it's uh, it's called something like the Maurice Hinchy Memorial Bus and uh, you know Bus Depot or, or something. It's named after our uh, former congressman who has since passed away. But it was just the Greyhound station, and I got to wait there for a while. And I don't even remember what time uh, we left, but it was pretty exhausted by the time I uh, got on the bus. I didn't have to worry about my luggage or anything. I didn't have anything with me. And uh, I just took the, the first bus out of there. It was going to Washington, D.C. And I'll admit I'd had this idea that I was going to start in our nation's capital. Because if you can believe it, and it's especially ironic given where I live now. I mean, I live outside of Washington, D.C. I can, I can practically see it from my house if I look down the road from where I live in Northern Virginia. And uh, I, I had never been to D.C. in my life. I'd spent um, the first uh, 23 years of my life. I was 23 at the time. And uh, I'd gotten into politics as a young age because my dad was involved. My dad had uh, ran for several posts, and, uh, including uh, city council, county legislature. He sat on the, uh, the city's electrical board. He sat on the city's school board. He'd been involved in public service, and I'd I'd sort of helped him out um, most of my young life, and then, uh, as I mentioned last week, majored in political science and was involved in local government from a young age, but I had never been to Washington, D.C. Well, that was going to change that day. Inexplicably, the bus took us to New York City first, which, if you're coming from Binghamton, due south to Washington, D.C., why you'd stop in New York City, I couldn't tell you. So what should have been about a five-hour ride ended up being like an eight- or ten-hour ride. We weren't really paying attention, too much attention to the times, although it did cut my sightseeing in D.C. short, because by the time we got there, it was dark. And it was only so interesting to walk around D.C. at night with no... Oh, oh, by the way, I I did not have, never mind, no smartphone. I I didn't have any kind of phone. I didn't have a map. I didn't have anything. I didn't know where I was going. Now I can barely get around, but at least I can look at my phone. That day, I I literally had nothing. Um, And I've tried many times since then to sort of retrace my steps. Like, I knew where the mall was, and it's like, it's easy to spot the major landmarks. Like, okay, there's the Washington Monument, there's the Lincoln Memorial, Jefferson Memorial... There's the White House. And uh, I remember walking around that, that night because I had no place to go, um, crossing uh, Key Bridge, I guess, into Georgetown, and remembering or thinking to myself that, well, one day I will come back here because I knew this wasn't going to be the end. Like, this wasn't the rest of my life. One day I was going to come back here. And, uh, involve myself in the, the cool Georgetown scene of uh, people partying and, you know, the, the classy parties of Georgetown going on. And um, I happy to say I, I do do that now. Sometimes I even get to play the piano and, and get paid to do those kinds of things. At the time, though, not looking really to spend any money, and I didn't know anyone. Well, it was just a restless night on the uh, streets of Washington, D.C., not my finest moment. Uh, really, more scary than anything. Uh, that's how the journey started, though, and I remember it being cold. <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, I'm spending a lot of my time outdoors here. Uh, I want to go someplace further south." Hence, my heading back to the bus station and looking for a ticket to the first southern. City that popped up as I was looking to uh, get out of town. This would now be the morning of January 2nd. And I remember the bus ticket being expensive. Like it was, I can't remember exactly how much it was, and I don't remember exactly how much money I had on me. Uh, but I remember being a big chunk of what I had left just to get out of town and come south. And the place I ended up was Raleigh, North Carolina. And the bus deposited me across the street from a Days Inn hotel, which was cheap. That one I remember. That was only like 50 bucks to stay there. Not the nicest hotel I've ever been in. But uh, at that point, where I was just exhausted and happy to stay anywhere, uh, that was a beautiful thing, getting to stay at the Days Inn, where I still have... (laughs) I took mementos everywhere uh, I went. I still have the pen I took from the Days Inn that night as I was starting to write, write my book. I even bought. I remember. Oh, in D.C., I bought a little like notepad at the CVS, and I started to uh, to write the book. That evening at the Days Inn, proof that not everything went perfectly. I also watched uh, my beloved Fighting Irish of Notre Dame lose to Ohio State and got housed by Ohio State in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Ironic because they they lose again the uh, Fiesta Bowl this year in terribly dramatic fashion to another uh, OSU with the Oklahoma State. Funny how life repeats itself. <laughs> Notre Dame losing in the Fiesta Bowl. But that was uh that was the one I saw on uh let's see that would have been January 2nd, 2006. Charlie Weiss era to finish the season nine and three. Next year, the following year, I would go to a game at Notre Dame Stadium when Charlie said nine and three is not good enough. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. You'll tune in next week to hear about my, more about my journeys. My name is Mike O'Connell. You've been listening to Math and Musings. For more information or to contact, go to mikeoconnelljr.com.